This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Weekend Breakfast. Health and wellness. 11 minutes after 8 o'clock. Welcome to the third hour of Power Weekend Breakfast. In this hour, as I mentioned, we speak to Dr. Jason, medical doctor and author in our health and wellness slot. And he joins us in studio. Good morning, Dr. Jason. Good morning, Chiro. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Thanks. So share with us. I mean, you are an author Mm -hmm. and we'll come to your book, right? But share with us a little bit about your journey in becoming a medical doctor wasn't an easy one at all for you yeah yeah it wasn't um because normally it takes six years to become a doctor it took you 10 it took me 10 <laughs> what happened <laughs> yo it's cool charles eh? <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was that um in 2011 mm-hmm. i started my first year at uct um and then school didn't go as well as i it as it used to <laughs> And then, um, so I failed a couple of subjects and then they, then I had a chance to actually just repeat some subjects and mm-hmm. then, but, but that meant that my time was now increased. And then finally got to second year and then second year, second year child me. And then oh, I remember no. like after second year, um, yeah, I was heartbroken. I think one of the other reasons was that I was in student leadership. You know, I was the chairperson of the student council okay. at that time. And then imagine. Mr. President has failed, (laughs) has repeated in second year. So um, I think that got to me, you know, um, thinking about my reputation and Mm. everything. And then and then I deregistered. So 2014, I was I was supposed to repeat my second year. So I deregistered then stayed home 2014, stayed home 2015. And then towards the end of 2015, I was just like, you know what? There's nothing that I want to be. Mm. There's nothing that I want to do. Besides being a doctor, and then luckily my my family was very supportive, and then 2016 went back and then repeated that year, and then from there onwards we've been cruisy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we can call you doctor today. Danko. <laughs> <laughs> so speak to us. You know, you yeah. say that you, you know, you were wondering about your reputation. Was it mm. a personal thing, or were people actually also saying? You know, what is wrong with you? How are you failing um, second year? You know, and, and things like that. Or was it just you um, mm. measuring yourself against yourself? Sure, it was just me, hey? Um, no one actively said anything. And I remember like even the um, the council that I was leading at the time, mm. I explained things to them. And then they were like, dude, like we still want you to be our, our president and all. Um, but we'll make sure that, you know, we always prioritize school and everything. So... People didn't say anything. It was just me, just how I viewed myself, you know, walking around campus. Hey, chief, how's it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm failing. I'm failing. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, chief, don't, <laughs> don't ask about a week. It's it's okay. Yeah. Don't ask about school as well. <laughs> so I, I, it was mostly just, just me. No one said anything. Yeah. Now, uh, you mentioned that you then became a doctor. Yeah. In COVID-19, right? Yeah. During the pandemic. Yeah. The pandemic brought about a lot of unhappiness for a lot of people mm, and it mm, made mm, mm, us, I think, more aware and conscious yeah. of people's mental health. Mm, mm, you were studying yeah. during that time. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about your mental health at that time, especially, you know, the the fear of you now becoming a doctor, having mm. to treat people one day, God forbid, 
you know, with or be finding yourself in a situation that yeah. other doctors at the time found themselves in during 2020 and 2021. Yeah. So and 2020. And, um, yeah. Remember that that was the first, um, yeah. you know, when we had the first pandemic, the first wave, sorry. Um, so what happened was that there were some people that assumed that I was done with med school. And then from those that knew that I was a student because I was a final year medical student at the time. So people mm. would be asking about like, oh, this virus, is it even real? What's going on? What's happening? Blah, blah. So I used to get like a lot of texts and sometimes calls to a point whereby like I would panic. I remember this one time I literally just threw away my phone because it was just so overwhelming because I'm like, I don't, eat, I don't know. Because mm. I'm starting to think that this was my 10th year of trying to become a doctor. And then now there's this hurdle that's standing in front of me. Mm. I'm still trying to deal with this, the fact that I might not even graduate that, that year. Mm. And yet people are trying to ask me all this, you know, all this many questions and everything. And um, I just, yeah, I, I remember this one time I literally just threw my phone away. And then as time went on, you know, as humans, we need human contact. We mm. need to talk to people, but I didn't want people to respond. <laughs> Hence, I wrote my first book. And then that's where I just poured out everything into the book. So it was sort of like journaling everything. Yeah, yeah, but not getting a response from people. Interesting. (laughs) So, so yeah. So it really helped me with my mental health because, you know, with... Um, with stress, you just think of stress as as an inlet, yeah. something that that comes in, and then we bottle it up, and then there has to be an outlet, no matter what. Mm. So now my 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 outlet at that time was just to write about the experiences and just to write about the uh, um, yeah, because I know other people they indulge in all sorts of stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Also, GBV comes from that, mm-hmm. you know, because men don't speak up when they are being bothered by something. So that's one outlet that we have as men. So, yeah. I like that you speak about that. How many male patients do you see? <laughs> Let's <just laughs> divert a little bit. How many male patients do you see? You know why? Because, you know, mm. I've had conversations with a prostate cancer survivor. Yeah. Um, and he also said if it wasn't because of the pain, mm. he wouldn't have gone to see a doctor. Sure. Yeah. Um, I was in conversation with a very close friend of mine who also spoke about um, you know, her dad who, you know, isn't, you know, he's he's doing visits in and mm. out, you know, mm. to the doctor, but he's not talking about what is happening. Yeah. So how often do you actually get male doctors who are actually comfortable enough to say, listen, something is wrong here? Sure. Like things with us males, it's we tend to have this thing of of not speaking up whenever we have our own challenges. Mm. And even with patients that we get, you'd find that. Uh, men, whenever they come to the hospital, you know it's lit. You know, when, when a guy walks in, you know, you know, it's lit. So most of the time you find that like the, you know, their condition is much, much worse as it should have been. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, it's just a matter of just taking your time to just speak to them and then helping them to understand, you know, educate them about their condition and what will help them you know, uh, whatever condition that they have. But yeah, um, I mean, you know, us as men, we do have that problem of admitting that we we have certain struggles Mm. and we also do have a problem of admitting our weaknesses as well. Uh, Yeah, so I do see men, you know, and and other, um, you know, my other colleagues, we do see men that come through, but as compared to the number of females that come through, the, the number of women that come through, 
women it's always more than than men all the time because we scared everywhere <laughs> everywhere like you go to any province mm. you go to any clinic you go to any hospital anywhere in the in the world actually men don't actually you know they they call it a, a poor health seeking behavior mm. that's what we men have yeah concerning very concerning Extremely. very concerning talk to us about high functioning depression sure um <laughs> it's what um it's what i would say currently i have <laughs> um however i i i have learned how to navigate through it so hold on before you talk about <laughs> talk about your navigation right <laughs> when did you get diagnosed or when did you yeah they get diagnosed and realize sorry there's something mm-hmm. off about you you know the the you know you go into sad moments mm-hmm. happy moments but mm-hmm. when did you get the diagnosis and how did you receive it or handle it yeah so last year 2022 in feb right um there was this patient that was admitted to, to the hospital mm-hmm. and the previous night he attempted to commit suicide sure and in the morning i was the first doctor that that saw him just to check up on him just to mm. see what's what just to see the triggers and just to explore why he attempted to commit suicide mm. and literally everything he said it was like i'm looking at a mirror sure so i'm like my guy <laughs> i've been having suicidal <laughs> thoughts <laughs> oh, i've been having trouble sleeping my appetite has changed i don't want to spend time with people I don't want to be around people. I hate going to work. I was seeing him there but I couldn't wait to leave. And everything that used to make me happy, you know, uh, all the hobbies that I used to do, I didn't like any of those things mm-hmm. and I just felt tired all the time. And he was saying all those things. I remember I look I even stopped writing and I'm like, "Sure." <laughs> Am I depressed? Sure. <laughs> wake up call. Yeah, yeah, it was just a wake up call because I I saw that like I just thought I was bent out, you mm. know. But thing is, yes, I was bent out, but then because I never took care of my mental health, ben, ben out led to depression. And then that's when I realized. And it happened to be in the same week that um the late Rikirik unfortunately committed suicide. So it was in that same week whereby now i i had that patient now i had that awareness that okay i might be depressed and then now recre- i'm not sure okay i think i need to seek help and then mm. um so at the time managed to get a, a psychologist and then from the first session i was like ah yes my boy depression mm really is sure <laughs> yeah but um yeah but the thing that after you know with the sessions the problem was that you know mjolo you know pandemic that thing it's another pandemic I'm you. it's another pandemic so <laughs> so the thing is with the sessions were supposed to help me to to heal to become mm. better and to get all those tools to you know to become you know to manage the stress that i was having mm. yeah but mjolo the pandemic was Ish. doing the most um and then things just got worse and worse and worse until i had my two suicidal attempts and then um after the second one i think i just thought about it for 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 some time but i was like ah, maybe you know i let me just let it slide but then seeing how the relationship was at that time i'm like 
things are not getting better and I don't feel like I'm valued enough in this relationship and you know she she's not happy obviously mm. so and she was trying to change me and everything so I just decided you know what let me just end this relationship and then focus on myself and then you know surprisingly after the you know the first two three sessions that I had after the breakup my you know my healing accelerated mm. at an alarming rate and then later on once then I decided to speak up about what I've been through because at that time I stayed away from social media people were wondering what's happening with this guy I wasn't answering people's calls I remember there was a time my best friend came all the way from another province just to come see me he saw oh. my car was parked downstairs he was like ah this guy is here yeah he knocked on the door and then I just looked through the door like <laughs> Who is it? Mm. And then I'm like, yeah, I know this one. He's going to call, put my phone in silent, and then I just waited there, let it ring, let it ring, let it ring, and then until he gave up, like, ah, okay, he just sent me a text. Like, yeah, my guy, I was at your door, blah blah blah, and then I responded like two hours later because I'm like, I want to make sure he's gone. Sure. Uh -huh. And then now I responded like, yeah, yo, sorry, my guy, yo, I'm post call, I'm tired, and all that stuff. Sorry, I was. I didn't. I didn't hear your. I didn't hear your knock. I didn't hear. Um, you know, when your call came through, and you know, he was one of the people that noticed that something was off because mm. I, I distanced myself. I distanced mm. myself from from him and from everyone that he knew. We, you know, our, all our mutual your friends mutual as well. Friends. Yeah. So obviously they're just like, ah, you're the you're the closest one, my guy. Go mm. check, go check up on him, and then yeah. So. It's been a journey. I mean, I've also had, you know, addiction to to alcohol. Sure. Um, tried to numb my pain with weed, like, at least twice a day. <laughs> Where are you at now? No, now, now, yo, I'm sober. I've been sober. I, yeah, I don't drink alcohol anymore. I don't smoke anymore because I, I just saw that... The f the reason why I started all those things in the first place was was that I I was in a very dark place yeah and I was trying to numb the pain and I was drinking too much. Imagine wine now to me was just grape juice, <laughs> and then now I had to turn towards stronger stronger. things. Mm, I remember like there was always something strong in 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 my cupboard. I come back from work. Whew, I have to do something. And now I, I was even making my own cocktails. I was doing the most, eh? <laughs> hey, bombing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not just the doctor. <laughs> so I was making my own cocktails as mm. well. And I, you know, I was drunk almost every single day, except on like the nights whereby I was on call or yeah. I was going to be on call. Then at least then I just made sure that I don't drink at least. But... Yo, it was bad. You know, from sharing your story, mm. um, and I actually should have put a um, disclaimer here. Apologies, power listener. <laughs> um, you know, also just, what is the what is that word again? Trigger warning. Mm -hmm. um, for those who might be going through this as well or have gone through it or know people who have gone through some kind of depression or having suicidal thoughts. Mm. Sharing your story and what you've just told us now and in your capacity as a medical doctor. Yeah. What should people be looking out for um, in their loved ones? Okay. Maybe to say this person could be depressed. Okay, so n one of the biggest things that you'd see as when the person's mood is, you know, 
usually alternates between, you know, from being okay to just being low constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, that this person just seems sad all the time, doesn't mm-hmm. want to engage in things, as disinterested in, in things that you know this person is used to be interested in. Mm. And then the other thing is that, um, you know, s- stopping to hang out with people, you know, because whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, you know, there'll always be someone in your in your circle. Now you're pulling away from those people. And, you know, when you see someone close to you that, you know, okay, I feel like there's, there's this distance I can't explain. And you try to reach out and they block you out. That's one of the risk factors, you know, okay, something's happening there. And then obviously, uh, and then the other thing is that with sleep, um, people can, some suffer from insomnia, like me, mm-hmm. and then others, they just sleep way too much. So now now you see that there's, there's a change in the sleeping pattern. It's, mm. you know, it's, it's a deviation from how this person normally sleeps. They now struggle to sleep or they just sleep too much. And then with regards to appetite, um, with me, I didn't want to eat, mm. you know. And then with other people, they just eat too much, you know, stress eating, you know, all that stuff. So those are just um, things to to look out for. And then um, usually, because I mean, like every now and then, like, I mean, I'll have loss of appetite. I'll have insomnia every now and then. My mood will be low because, I mean, like something happened at work or yeah. a patient died in front of me and I tried doing what, like, you know, whatever the case may be. Those things, you know, those things may happen, but... You know, when starting to diagnose, you know, with us as medical doctors, we usually base all those things for at least two weeks. Okay. So with us, we can, you know, with your loved ones, you can see that this person has been like this for too long and mm. it seems like it's getting worse. And, you know, you know, at times they can even be extremely defensive of those changes because they might make it seem like, ah, you're just exaggerating whatever. So when all those things combined and they've been there for a prolonged time, usually we just say at least two weeks. But, you know, I don't think, um, you know, with our family members, we can actually keep track that much. But, yeah, if you do see that it's been there for a prolonged time, then then there's a reason for, you know, to be concerned about your loved one. Mm-hmm. Is it mm. still a taboo, depression, especially um, in the black communities? It is, it, is a, it is a taboo, I won't lie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Now, the time when I started reaching, you know, speaking up, you know, um, the way people that, you know, go via DM, they'll never comment on my on my post directly. DM all the time, standard, mm. whereby they'll tell me about those stories because now, you know, commenting there, it means that, yo, now I'm exposing myself. Mm. And it's mostly a black people. Mm. And I think with us in the black community, we tell ourselves that, Whenever someone has any mental health issue, we just think that they they want attention. Because I've been told that with my suicidal attempts, I'm trying to get attention. Yet, I was trying to escape the pain that I was facing Mm. every single Mm. day. All this raising thoughts of, you know, I'm useless. I'm hopeless. I, you know, why am I even alive? People don't love me and all those things. So... Um, it is a taboo in, 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 in the black community. Hence, mm-hmm. right now, I've, you know, I've taken this role of, of being a mental health advocate, 
whereby I started speaking up and just showing and being as honest as possible, telling mm. people that I've I've had depression, you know, I'm living through depression, and this is how I managed to navigate through depression. And I've attempted to commit suicide twice. And, you know, these are some of the reasons, of course, you know, because I, I want my book to sell. <laughs> <laughs> some, of, some of those details are there in the book. Yeah. But um, I've been trying to be as open as possible about, about my journey. So that, firstly, it's okay for us as men. And then it's okay for black people as well to, you know, to be open to this whole thing of mental health um, issues mm. so that you know it exists same way that someone has hypertension, diabetes, um, congestive cardiac failure, whatever physical, you know, ailment one might have. It is the same with your mental health because even in the definition of health, mm. according to the World Health Organization, it includes your physical health as well as your mental health and your social well-being. So you can never say you are healthy if these three aspects of you are not taken care of. So you need to take care of your physical health, exercise, eat right. If you have a certain disease or whatever, you take your medication regularly. Same way with your mental health. You need to take care of your mental health. Eat right mm. for your mental health. <laughs> In conversation with Dr. Jason Mahayela, he's a medical doctor and author. Let's go to news headlines. We'll continue our conversation straight afterwards and really wrapping up um, and get more detail from the doc about what we can expect from him in future. Power Weekend Breakfast, health and wellness. Dr. Jason Mahayela wrapping up our conversation with him, medical doctor and author, speaking to us about his time getting to become a medical doctor but also the depression journey that he's also been having to go through. What can we expect from you? I mean, you've got a book, mm -hmm. right? But what can we expect from you in future? And where can we get your book? Okay. Um, in the future, you can expect more books. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've realized that it's also very therapeutic for me because I think um, the time when I was speaking to my psychologist about right, you know, me writing and whatever, we... It's one of the tools that I've, you know, I, I now use for my own mental health. So definitely more books are still coming up. And I will still continue to raise awareness on, on mental health mm -hmm. and, you know, go as, you know, far and beyond. And I mean, I do have other plans, which I don't want to mention them now yeah. uh, for, for the future regarding, regarding the book. But it's, you know, um, very big things that, that I'm planning with regards to the book. And then... The book, um, first of all, today I'm actually launching uh, my second book, the, the one that we, we're talking about Lovely. now, um, at Audi Center Wonderboom, or Wonderboom for some people, <laughs> <laughs> today at half past four. Um, so, yeah, I'll be launching that book. But otherwise, if you can't make your way to the book launch, you can always get right from today. The mm -hmm. book is available on Take A Lot and it's also available on Amazon, uh, both as a paperback and, and as an ebook as well. So you are, yeah, you can get the book there. And how do we get in touch with you? Um, so firstly, my website, uh, drjasonmarela.org. That's my website. And then my Instagram handle is javulani underscore Jason. Facebook, it's J uh, Jason Jablani Mahaila. So you can get hold of me there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, on yeah via my website. Via my website, you'll get all the other links to to everything 
my email and everything and then also the links to you know to take a lot amazon are also there as well but otherwise if if you're lazy or you don't feel like (laughs) you know doing website vibes just go on instagram okay (laughs) yeah Awesome stuff. Thank you so much, Dr. Mahaela, and all the best, truly, with your books. Um, and really hope that they go well and all the plans that you have in future. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you. Thank you so much, Joe. And thank you to Power FM and all the listeners. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.